Whetstone, keeping it sharp. Hey, what's up? So, uh, just want to let you know the views and opinions in this podcast belong to the speakers and nobody else. They don't represent anything else. So, have a listen. All right. Okay. It. So, welcome to another episode. As you can see, we're wearing the same clothes. I only have one shirt. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> you know, when you're homeless, you have a limited wardrobe. We have a really nice, I have a really nice, I don't share with him, underpass that I live at. And he's got his own underpass. We don't cross underpasses. Underpants? Underpants. <laughs> yeah, we don't cross those either. Yeah, they're um, So. Although, I will say, on a side note, you're never going to outgay a medic, ever. You can try if you want to. It's never happened today. But So, once again, I'm Rick. And I'm Mike Stone. And today we're going to talk about 18 Delta... Duties and responsibilities in garrison. And it was fun until you said in garrison. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is out of garrison. Out of garrison. You can do whatever fun. the hell you want. Yep. Um, Freedom. <laughs> so, um, this kind of ties into uh, what is an ODA. So, we talked about the structure of an ODA. Here, we're going to talk a little bit about the, the organization of the unit. And where you can get assets to do those duties that that we're going to talk about. Yeah, fall into 18 Delta Room. So, you know, you've got that ODA that's, you know, by doctrine, 12 people. Uh, you have the juniors, the seniors. you got your leadership and all that. Uh, if you want to know more about that, watch the other episode. Yeah. Um, so, most ODAs are informally linked to another ODA. Agreed. They have like a, a sister ODA that... Whether they're in the same company yeah. or different companies, and same battalion. Usually it's like team sergeants that are friends. I agree. That, that came up through the ranks together and they're, they're friends. And what that does is that allows you more flexibility. So let's say uh, your team scheduled a range and uh, you need a medic to cover the range. Maybe my team goes to the range with you so we don't have to lay it on and schedule it because you already did. Right. We'll bring our own ammo. And when you guys are shooting, our medic is pulling med coverage. Yep. And when we're shooting, your medic's pulling med coverage. And we all get to, you know, kind of do our thing. Benefits. And uh, so. And, and I agree because uh, 1st Battalion, 5th Group, where I grew up, uh, A15 were their own entity. So the Bravo Company and uh, the, I was on the Charlie Company dive team. So the Bravo Company dive team and Charlie Company dive team, we did a lot more stuff together than I would have thought prior to getting there. Yeah. I didn't think it was a real thing. I thought yeah. they were just six teams doing their own thing, but 100% correct. We did a bunch of stuff together because it made sense. All the stuff lined up. So uh, when I was a team sergeant, uh, the the team that we were partnered up with a lot was the dive team across the hall. We were an ASO team supposed to be, and we'll get into that some other date. But, uh, so, but it was because the team sergeant uh, Rick Rodriguez was, we were friends and uh, great guy. And our, our, a lot of our, probably a quarter of his team came from my team. <laughs> so you want to go to dive school? I totally support you. Yep. You know, and uh, let's, let's figure that out. Let's, uh, let's take you across the hall and let's see if, if they can sniff your butt and figure out if you're, yep. you're worthy to be part see of the See what family. you had for lunch. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, that was, uh, yeah, so that, yeah, Rick, you know, we lost him a few years ago, uh, you know, rest in peace. Yeah. But um, anyway, so when we look at 
the organization, you have a B team. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the B team. The B team, which they, we'll talk about on another episode, I think, probably. <laughs> but uh, the B team, you know, the structure of the B team's changed quite a bit. It was like seven, eight guys mm-hmm. back in the day. Now it's like 16. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's huge. And uh, that's where you're going to find your company medic. Uh, all your personal actions should go through the, the company. Mm-hmm. The B team is your company command. Um, so all of your admin stuff goes through them uh, before it goes to the time. So, um, and it's a good place to, to look at uh, for, um, it's your first place to look at for, for advice uh, if you need something. So, especially if you're new. In the perfect world where the medic at the B team is a senior medic yeah. or a senior medic yeah. that understands things. Not always happens. Sometimes, Sometimes it's a, a new guy waiting for his team to come back right. from somewhere. And I think that's a travesty to the company, to that medic and all, but it's but a slot it, has to get full time. It's also an education, a very Absolutely. steep learning curve mm-hmm. and an education for that young medic. Okay. So, I'm making a mess here. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so uh, And that's at the company. So what do we have medical medically wise at the battalion? So at the battalion, you have a whole battalion med. You have a doc. You have a PA. PA is usually a former 18 series. Yep. A lot of times, former 18 Delta went but to the Yep. And uh, let's talk about the doc real quick for a yep. second, because AMED Army Medicine owns them. Your battalion doc is not always going to be what you would think. You know, critical care doc or emergency yep. doc. You know, sometimes I've had a podiatrist. I've had a pediatrician. It is really whatever they send you, yeah. and you have to do your best with. Not that they're bad docs, just... So, under, understand Army Medicine. The first time a doctor uh, usually goes to an operational unit is as a uh, as a battalion doc. Mm-hmm. Or in the Rail Army, they're a brigade Brigade, right. Doc. Mm-hmm. So, they're like uh, 05, 06. Right, right. 05 level before they get to an operational unit. Uh, in our environment, it's a captain's billet, mm-hmm. so they're a young doc, and uh, yeah, they're there sometimes. They're some are higher. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So they're there for you know a couple of years, hopefully, and um, hopefully they work out. If they're really good, uh, SF Command tends to earmark them and follow their career and bring them back as a group doc, the right. brigade level, the yeah. 06. And they can do 05. captain major, battalion, usually. Senior major, lieutenant colonel, like group ish, ish, yeah. But after, usually, like you said, they want somebody at group who's already been Italian doc. That way yeah. they can, yeah. yeah. So it's okay. an 05 billet up at group. It's a 03, but can be an 04 mm-hmm. up at, at, at battalion. So you get the battalion doc, you've got the PA, and you have the senior medic. Mm-hmm. Senior medic's an E8 billet. And it's the only, it's the lowest level E8, 18 Delta billet yeah. in special forces. Yes. So being in an 18 Zulu billet, they could fill it with a non-18 Delta, but they don't. They would be kind of, it'd be ridiculous. They'd be remiss, yeah. So uh, you have that senior medic. Now, the senior medic has been on the team for years, hopefully, unless it's like an E6 that got hurt that they made the senior medic at the mm-hmm. time, which is a travesty. It is. For the medic and for the organization. But It's you, good that they're trying to take care of yeah. somebody, but yeah, they, that, that billet is a working billet. I need to work yeah. on it. Yeah. I was an E7 as a battalion medic, filling an E8 billet. Mm-hmm. So um, you want a guy that's got some experience. Now, what he doesn't have is knowledge about AMED. 
Right. And that's where the doctor comes in because mm-hmm. he's coming from that AMED environment. Um, and sometimes there's a communication gap between the two. And that's where the PA comes in. They kind of, kind of like the warrant officer. Right. PAs used to be warrant officers. Now they're officers. But uh, so you have those three up at battalion. You have a preventive med NCO who's your go-to person for all preventive med stuff, including readiness. Right. A lot of times they, they do all the, the med pros yeah. and stuff as well so, at that battalion level. Yes. So they're your med pros. So I recommend you get, as a medic, med pros read and write access. Absolutely. If you don't, until you get right access, this is the guy you're going to go to, the person you're going to go to to do that. And I hear guys all the time tell me, well, they tell me I can't have right access. No. That's not true. As an 18 Delta, in a junior or senior billet on a team, you are authorized right access. Anybody tells you otherwise, that is a lazy, cheap way of saying, I don't know, so I'm just going to say no. Yeah. You're authorized. Yep. So, um... You also have, there's an E6 18 Delta position that's almost never filled up right. there uh, because the, the focus is filling the teams right. with medics. Um, As it should be. Yeah. You also have a 68 Juliet, which yep. is a med log NCO. That's where Jamario went. He went to 3rd Battalion, 10th Group. Yeah. Uh, he, was, he was really stoked yeah. about that. Good. So. Uh, Good job, 3rd Battalion, 10th Group. You got a winner. Treat him nice. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> But uh, so that Juliet, if if the med log position's filled, like your preventive med NCO, if the position's filled, they're your go-to person for all things medical logistics. Mm-hmm. Make friends with them; they will hook you up. They will make your life easier or harder, depending on how choose, you choose. Yep. choose your own adventure there. Yep, yep. Um, so as with everything, so that's pretty much at battalion. So at battalion, you've got all these assets, and they've got equipment. So let's not forget uh, the equipment that they may have that you can sign out. So go find out what they have. Um, and then, you know, when you do your mission planning. But, but I think when you said the 18 Delta uh, E8 slot at Battalion should be an 18 Delta. And it should because he's going to understand, and we've had this talk before, what did I want yeah. that guy to do? It's not a fun job, but I'm sorry for you guys doing it. Just do your best because we rely a lot on you. But... Yeah. What did I want Batang Med to do for me when I was a company med yeah. or a team medic and then do it? So you bring up a good point because, yeah, I was put in the position and uh, there's no training for it. No. There's no course to go to to teach you how to be a battalion medic. So you show up there and you make it up as you go. And the, the I mean, the, the guiding purpose in, in my whole career was when you end up in that position, what do I wish those guys would have done for me yep. when I was on the team? Make it better than when you yeah. got there. Absolutely. Yep. So, hey, man, med planning, med intel. I'm, as a battalion medic, if I can gather uh, information about where this team's going and feed it to that medic mm-hmm. um, or help direct them to where that information is, where they can get it, who they can talk to. Right. Uh, which kind of leads us to up a group. Right. You have this big monstrous med section up a group um it used to be three guys right which is also a travesty i'm glad you fixed that or glad it was fixed with you in charge (laughs) so it was a doc uh med planner and a um senior medic Mm -hmm. everything else was in the gsb which reports to the gsb commander not to the group commander and when you need support from them 
It has to be approved by their commander. A whole and lot of back another and forth layer to, yep, yep, to get to what you need to. Yep. So um, that was fixed, and most of those assets were pulled to group so they could better support the battalions and the teams. Yep. So um, up at group, you have that dock. You have a med planner, which a lot of guys don't even know what that is. But med planner, when you're doing your your med planning, which we'll spend a whole podcast talking yep. about that. Uh, you can tap into that guy who's school trained and would love to have somebody to talk to. They're really easy to find. Yeah. Usually they have glasses and they're pasty white because they don't get a lot of they don't get a lot of vitamin D. Yeah. Or they're super in shape because there's not a whole lot of med planning to do up there and they end up going to the gym a lot. Yep. Okay with either way. <laughs> yep. So but you're, you're like up. you said, they're very happy to do their job. And uh, they're, they're a great resource. Mm-hmm. So um, you also have your uh, med log mm-hmm. section up there. So you have a med log officer and two NCOs. Yep. And they have a warehouse. I was going to say, they run a warehouse full of med log for the group. Yep. So, um, and we have another episode that talks about logistics uh, in Class 8. But those are your go-to. Um, you also have a vet section. Yeah. So you'll have a vet and two vet techs. Usually one of the vet techs is assigned to the kennels, mm-hmm. your military working dogs. Uh, the vet will take care of the military working dogs, but they're also your go-to for uh, role model training. Right. So uh, that's the, the person that's going to be most knowledgeable on your protocols. For each group has their own protocols. They're all similar, yeah. but they're, they're specific. Right. Yeah, so know what your protocol, if you want to know what it is and, and what their uh, planning requirements are to get approval to do that type of training. Uh, that's that's the person that's going to yep, be... They know their stuff, yeah. Yeah, they're going to steer you in the right direction. What else do they have at group? So, um, you have a operational psych. Yep, so, which is different than clinical, but yes. So, operational psych uh, does a lot of your testing to screen for uh, infiltrators. Right. You know, in, in host nation. Right. Uh, they, they're all SEER graduates. Um, so... Your operational site can help you with uh, testing and screening your host nation guys to, if you suspect that there might be infiltrators, bad actors, uh, trying to infiltrate your border nation force. Um, they're a wealth of knowledge. You also have your clinical site. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you have a clinical social worker. You have a couple uh, site techs. All in the behavioral health section. Yep. And uh, Which is very important. Yeah. Unlike back in the day when it was frowned upon if you yeah. went and sought help, Nowadays, it's all but mandatory, if not in some places mandatory. Everybody needs to get some screws replaced and some screws tightened every now and then. Absolutely. So, um, did I miss anything? Um, I don't think so. I think that's pretty much... uh, Thor. Oh, wait. Environmental science. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Environmental science. Yep, yep. Environmental science and engineering officer. Uh, Super nerd. Yep. Uh, And there's a, a senior... Uh, Prevent Med Guy, NCO, with him. Uh, they're your go-to for all things Prevent Med, of course, just like your battalion guy is, but they're also your belly button for medical information. Right. So all the information you need to do your med planning, you've got all of that in that one office. Right. And let's say your mission is to go to X country to do this, and, and that country has to, you know, your 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 team house is right next to, you know, a silica mine or something. Yeah. You can have your environmental officer, you know, evaluate that. And how is that negatively affecting that team that's okay. there? They can sign up memos and stuff yeah. that says, well, these bubbas at this place, you know, around this time. And, and that's and long-term if, care. And if they don't do the testing themselves, they know 
who in the army does. Right. So, uh, and that's whether they yeah. send you kits and you do it, or they send Bubba's out to test, actually yeah. test for you. So, important and, to know that. Yeah, definitely uh, for your environmental impact. So, we've got the whole burn pit registry now and all that. Uh, much more aware of environmental hazards right. than we were in the past. I mean, we were exposed to all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And uh, all these clicks us. I have in my neck, I don't know what that is. That's, yeah, radium. No. <laughs> so, um, when you look at all these assets, the reason we're talking about all these assets and the structure of the unit is one of the things that you're going to be required to do in garrison is cross training. Yes. So you're going to cross train your people in medical aspects. So how how do you do that? How do you prioritize that? What, what should you train your guys to do? Well, I would say, first of all, talk to your team sergeant, see what he wants. Yeah. But then I would say, do a good assessment of what training medical training your guys have had before you got there yeah you know they could have medical training in the civilian world or they could have had the prior medic train them up what nobody wants to do is sit through crawl walk run medical training when they've had it 300 times before yeah that's how you shut your team off yeah to, me- to medical training to yeah. medical training yes, yes so uh you know you kind of bring up a good point when you get there kind of Get to know your teammates. Find out who's got previous medical training, who used to be an EMT, mm-hmm. a firefighter, who used to be a paramedic maybe. Um, who started out as an 18 Delta and just made it through the course. Yes. They're out there. They I did mean, the Bravo or Charlie pre-course. Yep, yep. Yeah, Sock them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're out there, and those folks can help you, and you can tie into their knowledge of what training the team needs. Right. Um and, and maybe run some basic training and do an assessment if, if you don't get that information. But when I look at training my teammates, um, what do I want to train them to do? Right. So have a clear purpose. So the first thing I want to train them to do is to treat each other themselves, self-aid, buddy aid. And big sergeant. Medicaid. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to train them in basic trauma. Mm-hmm. Because if I get hurt, I want, they're going to be treating me. Uh, they're going to treat their teammates or themselves until I get there. Right, right. Until we get to a point where yeah. I can get to them. And It's been a long time yeah. since we've been in the, the old black and white war movies where somebody goes, medic, when somebody's hurt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Self-aid first, yeah. then buddy aid. I'll get there whenever I'm done. Then Medicaid. You know, yeah, then Medicaid. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's, that's one aspect of cross-training for, for your medical cross-training. Uh, the other aspect is I want to train them to assist me. Right. So when you look at prolonged field care, prolonged casualty care, uh, that is a collective task. Right. That is a team task, not a just medic-only task. So you want these guys to, you want somebody to be able to to assist you. You also want them to be able to do some basic patient care tasks, vitals, give medications, stuff like that. Follow nursing notes that you give them? Yep. Yes. So, that way you can get some chow. You can get some sleep. Yeah. You can, yeah, go get a shower yeah. once every couple of months. You know, and whatever. when you're sitting on the patient, missions don't stop. So you may, a command decision may come down that we got to go out and do this patrol and you can't go without a medic. If you're the only medic, somebody's got to stay back with that mm-hmm. patient. So that cross-training is going to come in there. Yeah. Um, and My, then I, go ahead. I would also look at maybe doing some telemedicine training yeah, so if I'm injured and I can't help this is how you use the military tele- the uh, 
Advisor. Advisor, thank yeah. you. They, tip or right call Battalion Med right, or, or whatever. Yeah, call but work that into your training. Absolutely. So that you can do some cross-training yeah. and have them do some telemedicine and, uh, and get them used to doing that. My best helper for years and years on team was my 18 Bravo. His wife was going through vet school, so he had he got a little bit of that that medicine bug helping her study and stuff. And he won the Eustace Ox Sniper competition, I think, in 2011, 2012. And after that, I guess he hit the pinnacle of 18 Bravo ness. He reclassifies a medic. He's a phenomenal dude. Yeah, still on the team now. Yeah. But. So um, usually with your TCCC training, you want to culminate that with some sort of role model training. Thing. Yep. Uh, so get with your vet, plan that out well in advance. And uh, use that as a ver- validation of skills that you you have covered in TCCC. Um, you can if if you want to know how far out there's in the SF command 350-1, it lays out when you have to submit the request for CONUS on garrison on post training and the level of approval it needs to go to. Uh, your vet knows all this. Get with your vet. Yeah. Uh, if you're doing off post training, uh, there's a, a higher level of author of approval for that, and you have to submit the request earlier. Um, if you're doing it, oh, conus, oh my goodness, that's, that's different animal, yeah. different no animal. No pun intended. So, um, yeah, that that's all laid out in the reg. Uh, yeah, if you want to know the and you don't have to know how to do it, you have to know where your vet section is and yeah. ask them. Again, nobody's going to do your job for you. Yeah. Get on the share drive. Figure yep. something out. Every group has a share drive. Find out something that resembles what you want to do. Copy it. Change the team number. Change your name on it. And take a product up there and say, this is what I'm thinking of doing. Can you help me refine this yeah. and make me not look stupid? Yeah. They were more than happy to do that. Nobody, again, wants to do your job for you, though. So um, that pretty much wraps up medical cross I agree. Uh, the next thing is uh, treatment. Treatment and records. Yep. So um, you're Very important. Uh, absolutely. Never, ever, ever do team room medicine Ever. i never did except did did. yeah except, except anytime you, you, it needs to happen yeah. you want your guys to come to you you want to earn that trust so yep. as a new guy your people are going to come to you and they may test you yep they may come to you with a problem that the last medic dealt with and see what your take on it is it going to be the same is it yep. going to be effective they may have gone to the google doctor and dr google knows everything yeah. just ask him and then come to you and uh so you're gonna. You need to earn their trust, and when they start coming to you with problems their kids have, you know that's that's a good sign that they, they yep, trust. That's you. when you know that you're there. You're made so. Yep. Um, yes, by all means, never ever. But you're you're gonna do team room medicine. And what I what I've done, I've had guys call me on the weekend. Hey man, my kid's got a. I think he's got an ear infection. I'm like, all right, man, meet me at the team room. Yep. Uh, I'll check him out. I'll check him out, and I'll let you know whether we need to go to the ER or yeah. if we can make an appointment on Monday. I'll call a doc. I'll, I'll set it up. Yep. I'll facilitate that. Yep. I'll take care of you. Yep. Uh, oh, and, and it may not be an ear infection. Maybe he had a pee stuck in his ear. Yeah. So I can take that out. Yeah. yeah. So it might yeah. be something simple I can handle. <laughs> yep. Um, but if I'm going to give medication or whatever, I probably want a doc oversight on that just in case. Especially with kids. Yes. So, um, Yeah. Your guys, you should know all their physical yep. problems. Yep, yep. Um, and you're yeah. going to know most of their mental problems too. Yeah. But. <laughs> I, hopefully. Yeah. So um, you should be that, that medical sounding board. And you don't have to know everything. You have to be honest. Say, hey, man, 
let me look into that so I can get, make sure I get you the right answer. Yeah. And luckily, as we talked about, you have providers above you yeah. where you can say, hey, this is above my skill level or above yeah. my uh, diagnostic level right my now. My scope of practice. My scope of practice. So let me take you, yeah. teammate, yeah. to the battalion PA or, or doc, whoever's there, and present my patient, yeah. which also does the same thing of building trust amongst your teammates, building trust amongst you and your medical providers that are over you. Nobody wants to say, hey, go up to battalion med and talk to the doc. They'll probably fix you, but that's not how you build trust with that. Yeah, so um, before you go up there, I would recommend you sit down and write up a 600. A real one, yes. Yeah, do a soap note, simple soap note, get your thoughts in order so that you don't sound like rambling granny. Yep. Well, my lumbago's acting up, and uh, I can't remember when I took my water pill, and oh, by the way, the neighbor's dog peed in my yard. And Yep. So you have a coherent... Uh, Thought process. Yes, and you can present that. The soap note is pretty pretty universally acceptable for presenting a patient, whether it's via telemedicine or whatever. Uh, so when you look at that, um, that's going to make you sound a lot smarter if you sit down, spend a few minutes just writing that up, getting that, that patient history, and, uh, and then you take your guy up there and present your patient. Yep, and it builds rapport with you and your provider. That way when later on, you know, you're at your outstation or whatever yeah. and you ask for something, he doesn't have to think, is this medic an asshat or do I trust him yeah. and can give him everything he wants if he's going to tell me the ground truth? I mean, you have to have that. That's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely want to have that rapport with your battalion med uh, so that, I mean, I know that when uh, I'd been the battalion medic, then I went back to a team. And, we, and we're in Afghanistan. The battalion doc, I had been the battalion medic when he got there. Mm -hmm. So he knew me right. and trusted me. Uh, he, he gave me his, his ALTA and CACS log on. Um, he knew you weren't going to mess it up. He yeah, knew I, I wasn't going to do anything that... Uh, yep. And he knew that if there was anything I had questions, I would, I would ask questions before I did it. Yes, yes. Uh, my PA was an echo on my team. I helped them put his PA packet together. I remember you had said. So uh, I, I'm in Afghanistan and our FST was having trouble getting equipment. So I said, hey, give me a list. And I kicked that up to battalion. Say, hey man, can you guys help us out? We're having trouble getting stuff. This is for the FST. And they're like, yeah man, what, what do you mean? need? Two days later, kicker pallet with everything they requested and more. Mm -hmm. And they're like, holy cow. Now I just built rapport with the FST. Now I'm there, anything we wanted. Yep. You know, um, so uh, uh, amazing to have that relationship. And that's all, you know, building your reputation, you know, throughout your career. Absolutely. So what happens when your teammate, we talked about they bring a family member, a kid or a wife, uh, you know, you have avenues to direct them and help them make that decision. Do we need higher level care? Can I take care? Is it something simple? Right. I can, you know, is it a cold pack? Yeah. An ace wrap, rice, yeah. you know, sprained ankle. Uh, something like that, or do I need to kick that up? Now, what if, hey man, my sister-in-law's visiting and she doesn't have health care. Can you have a look at her? She's got lower abdominal pain. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's a different story. That's a different so story. So when you look at friends, uh, extended family, I would stick to over-the-counter stuff and that anything just, else yeah. needs to go to a... Urgent a, care or emergency room. Yeah, yep. a... a, a credential provider Agreed. that 
uh, is credentialed to, to provide that care yep. in the state that you're in. I agree. Um, otherwise, you're, you're asking for trouble. Um, so, um, And something else that the medics can do for you, the team, is uh, when you're doing your PHA. Yeah. So if you have nothing remarkable in your PHA, a medic, 18 Delta, is authorized to sign a non... Um, what much I say? A... a a unremarkable, unremarkable PHA. PHA. Now, anything on that's all no's yeah. in all the right blocks yeah. or all yeses in the yeah. right blocks, nothing wrong. Yeah. If there's anything in the right in the wrong block, it needs to be seen by a natural provider. But yeah. medics can do the basic PHA if it's unremarkable. So we used to be able to do it, then they turned it off, and then they turn it back on. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that that plays yeah, out. Not morphs. Yeah. Um, the other thing that you need to do is keep records for your guys. So um, those soap notes. Um, So I kept official and unofficial records. Uh, The official stuff is the stuff that got turned into their medical record for sure. A lot of guys are like, hey, I don't want this in my record because I want to be able to deploy. I don't have to get a waiver or whatever. So use your best judgment there. If it's not going to impact the mission or the team, if it's not going to make, if it's not going to break your teammate, detriment the teammate. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, then you can consider that. If it is, you need to talk him out of that. Yeah. And let him know that the voice hey, of reason you were talking about earlier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you do need to step out from this trip so you can go to Thor, which I didn't talk about. Yep. Up a group. Yep. The whole Thor thing is the you've got physical therapists, you've got strength, strength and conditioning, conditioning guys, yeah. dietitians, sports psych, that whole package there up at group. It's part of group med. And the great thing about that is if you were to make an appointment with your provider, you know, you wait two, three weeks for an appointment, you see a provider, you have a you have musculoskeletal problem, they're probably going to turf you over to ortho. You got to wait two, three weeks to get, get over there or longer, I don't know. And then, you know, after you're seen by ortho, then they got to turf you over to physical therapy or something like that. You can go straight to Thor. I just learned again, fire's hot. I know, fire is hot. Just for the record, now they know it too. Just, you can take your teammate straight to Thor. They can do all the strength and conditioning work up right there. It'll still go in the medical records, except you ain't got to wait for all the follow-on care. Yep. If you need some kind of imagery, go up to Battalion yeah. Med, get him the imagery he needs, whatever you need to do. But you can handle all, all that in-house instead of him running amok in the military uh, genesis system now, which is even worse from what I understand. That you know, get Every your new system has its bugs. It, it does. But, but uh, that way we can get it handled at the lowest level rather than and quicker. Yes. So um, by going to your physical therapist... They will talk to your doc and get orders put in and all that. And uh, so knowing the chronic problems, hey, this guy has a really bum ankle. Every time we go do some sort of ruck march stress event, he's always got a trashed ankle. Yep. Um, so you can help with the long-term chronic care of that. Right. And try to um, increase the longevity on the team yeah. and the productivity. and quality of life later on. I was going to say it. It's twofold. Make him a better teammate because he's not down. He's up doing his job. But it also gives him something for future. He's not just nursing that bum ankle that never got fixed and got abused so long. He can actually be a semi-productive member of society as a a dad or a granddad or or whatever because those things are important too. So um, the unofficial record. Yes. the, the, The one that you keep. Give them a copy when they leave the team keep a copy because they're going to lose it. Them digital and paper because yeah. they're going to lose both. Yep. And then later on when they go to retire, they can include that into their official medical record. Hopefully they're, and yep. we talk about how to write those, how to tie things in. Yep. Um, 
later on. You yep. may have a teammate that's been on three different teams, and six years ago he had a, a TBI, mm-hmm. and you don't want to backdate a 600 before six years, you got there. Because you shouldn't. and Because uh, that's just stupid. Yeah. Uh, and illegal. Yes. Uh, and easily caught. So um, don't do that. Uh, and how you, do we fix that? So you write up, hey, he came in for a, a headache that is the result of a TBI event that happened six years ago. Yeah. And you list that TBI event. That whole you, P, past yeah. medical history and yeah. sample, it's important. Yeah. That way you can anchor or past problems, have future problems, anchor past problems back to what he's doing today and write up these problems have been exacerbated from, you know, said yeah. incident or whatever, however you need to do it. But yes. And now it's in his medical record yep. and it's tied in, it's anchored yep. to a current and, problem. And one tack on to when you're talking about uh, the official record, it always holds a little more WASTA if you have your uh, PA or doc. Uh, cosign yeah. a, a paper a yeah. documentation going into the medical records. That way, it's not just some schmuck 18 Delta. Yeah. It's actual provider. That's how you make that document a little more solid. Yeah. Yes. And when you send like a 600 electronically, like you're deployed, and you send it to your battalion doc or PA, and say, "Hey, can you put this? They do uh, what used to be an Alta note, yep. and get it put and input it, so they've got all the data there." Um, a lot of times they say, yeah, sure, and then they get busy and they don't yeah. do it. So you got to follow up. When yep. you get back, go make sure. Have your guy log on to the Genesis. Yep. Uh, used to be uh, Tri-Caroline. Tri-Caroline. Yep. Now it's the Genesis system. Have them pull it up, and if it's not there, go to your doc and PA and say, hey, man, it's yep. not there. Can you make sure that shit gets put yep. in? And, and it's as simple yep. as that. Yep. And I've had in the past, my doc signed a memo that said I could put stuff in medical records for this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy, and done it. It still made sense for me to have an actual doctor, you know, yeah. or PA, you know, a provider yeah. co-stamp that, co-sign oh, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So uh, the other thing is medical readiness. You're oh, really yeah. doing that in garrison, preparing to deploy or making sure your guys don't come up on the hit list. Uh, you, that's MedPro's access. Yep. You want read and write access. If you don't have write access, get it. And you go up to the battalion, talk to your preventive med guy, and, and they can help yeah. put that in until you get right access. When we would SRP, when we would get ready to deploy, soldier, what, SRP, soldier readiness. Packet. Program. Yeah, Something. program. Yeah. Uh, Prior to deployment, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> you go up there, and it's heavy on S1 and medical. Yep. Which is all our function. So the S1 portion is wills, power of attorneys, all that stuff, your pause package. DD-93, DD-93, all that stuff. Um, And then the immunizations, immunizations, all those stuff. Physicals, all that stuff, hearing, dental. So any immunizations, I figured it it was a failure if they got a shot when we went to SRP. Right. So, uh, or the SRC, the center. Yep. Soldier Readiness Center. But um, when we went there, I, they should sail through that because... You did your job well. Yes. I should have taken care of that. I should have projected out, and they should be 100%. And uh, and I would go one step further, not just on SRP days. Yeah. Uh, every, regularly, your team sergeant is going to be in a company star major meeting, and they're going to be getting yelled at for red guys on med pros. Yeah. You want to be value-added? Make sure your team is all green and your all team sergeant doesn't get chewed out for that yeah. that'll make his other team sergeant friends hate him but it'll make him appreciate you 
And you're value added. Yes. So do your fucking job. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, with MetPros, you can project ahead. Yep. So you can uh, project ahead to the end of the deployment, see I'm what really immunizations. This guy. It's fucking... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need a roach clip. <laughs> My fingers are warm. Let's yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, project out. Project out not just to the end of the deployment, but say 90 days past Absolutely. that. That way you should not have to worry about, I'm on leave. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I still found that as a failure for yeah. me because I didn't plan for another. Yes, yeah. yes. Now, uh, you're going to use some common sense with that, which sometimes isn't so common. Absolutely. So when you project out, um, I would not. So if you need a, a immunization that's given every two years. Right. And you give it a year early. That might be a lot. That's right. probably not a good idea. It's or like probably not good yellow fever, which is ten years. Ten years. Yeah. Probably don't give that every four years. Yeah. No. Yeah. But if <laughs> if he's going to expire while you're deployed and it's going to be eight months early. Yeah. Okay. Give it to him at nine years instead of yeah. ten years. I'm yeah. gonna call that one a win. No, yeah. I agree. Yeah. So use some common sense with that. Um, you're gonna track uh, physicals also. So make sure their physicals are up, and they're gonna hit you up. Hey, I need a Halo Scuba physical. Yep. Yep, and I think um, we talked a little bit more about that tracking stuff in the, on the S1 section. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So uh, that pretty ma- much wraps up, wraps up treatment and records. Treatment and records. Logistics, we have a whole episode on That's that. an animal by itself, we'll leave it alone. Yeah. Um, team operations. So Stuffs. Ranges, jumps, mm-hmm. dives, TUI training, everything has to have a medical plan. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a plan for what's going to happen if somebody gets hurt. Yep. And that's on post, off post, overseas, CONAs, yeah. any, 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 anything. Yeah. Yes. So you want to make sure um, you, first off, PMCS your medical equipment because you're the medic. You're going yeah. to provide the medical coverage. Yeah. And if you're going to rely on your, your once every two year SOCMAS experience to figure out how the KTD works or, or you know CT6 or whatever they're using nowadays, yeah. maybe pull that thing out and throw it on somebody yeah. or yourself just to knock the dust off so you don't look like that yeah. asshat when you're trying to treat somebody who's actually in pain with if something you're broken. taking that Skedco out and you're planning that if somebody gets hurt, you're going to hoist them out, you might want to rehearse that if it's been a hot minute. And make sure you have all the bells yep. and whistles to make it hoistable. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Do, do, make sure your aid bag's up to date, litters are functional, your O2 tanks are full, uh, all the simple things. Make sure that your monitoring devices or charged have batteries. You know, your and SPO2. medically maintained. Yes. I mean, you know, everything needs everything electronic yeah. needs to be medically maintained at a certain. I don't know everything so, off the top of my head. Yes, the army has a whole system for that. Every yes. month, there's a list of items that are supposed to be maintained, which is stupid for us because we deploy. So when you do your R three, you should get with your med maintenance guy, mm-hmm. which I forgot to mention. Oh um, yeah, we yeah. Have uh, one uh, med maintenance guy in group. all of group. Yep, overworked, underappreciated. Yep, but. That, you need to make him your friend. Yeah. And when you do your R3, when you get back, is when you should turn in all your stuff that needs Everything. medical maintenance. Uh, so if you turn it. in right before you go on leave, right after you get back, then that's, you know, 30 days where you're not going to have it because it's going to be in med maintenance and you're not going to need it or whatever. However you plan that. You're being an adult. Do your job. So um, when you do your medevac planning. You can have a medevac plan for any training you do. On post, it's usually pretty easy. Range control, uh, call up for a medevac, or you can ground evac the guy if, if that warrants it. Um, but if you're off post... But whatever system you're using, like range control, make sure you understand the range control systems and requirements. Yeah. Because it doesn't have to make sense. If they say do it, 
you do it and make sure your guys know how to activate it and use it absolutely because it might be you that's hurt yeah i mean because some requirements are for certain type of training you have to have a dedicated covered vehicle however you spin that cat you have to have a dedicated covered vehicle if they show up you have a dedicated covered vehicle no training done and you look like you know what you're doing yes agreed so uh yeah if it's off post if it's ems under test the system Mm -hmm. figure out if the numbers that are posted on website are accurate Yep. See if that level two, level one trauma center is still yep. level two, level one trauma center. Or let's say you're gonna eat, your plan is to use a urgent care that's yep. really close and that it says they have x-ray capabilities. Maybe walk in and say, do you still have x-ray capabilities? Yep. Oh, no, we don't do that. We'll oh, and we're not 24 yep. hours anymore because yep. we lost some providers. You know, yeah. find out, you know, because interwebs is always right. Yep. Otherwise, it wouldn't be on the interwebs. But uh, they usually list phone numbers, and if you can't go there in person... Uh, when you're doing your planning, at least call and then go verify. And I think trust but verify yeah. is our, our unwritten motto yeah. for everything. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Also, your routes. Mm-hmm. Plan your routes um, and make sure everybody knows the routes. Absolutely. Uh, have cheat sheets, have a uh, Google map, you know, freaking thing laminated, yep. printed up. This a lot is, of times overseas, we have our Blue Force trackers and yep. stuff like that, you know, not in combat zones or whatever. Yeah, Google Maps sometimes works, and maybe in your area, Waze works, Google Maps doesn't work, or Apple Maps, or, or whatever, but find out what works there. I agree. So, um, have a good pace plan, you know, when you're you're planning your, your medical evacuation. We always think about the worst case. Also think about your most likely. Right. Which is probably sick also. Right, exactly. I, I, I always carried what I called a snivel bag. Yep. And I had, you know, aspirin, Motrin, um allergy meds, yeah. hydrocortisone, sunscreen, bug spray, band-aids. In my that. experience, yeah. if you can solve the two Ps, yeah. you're a good medic. Pain and poops. If they're in pain <laughs> or pooping, yeah. nobody cares. You're a bad medic. If you solve pain and poops, I'm not just saying just pain and poop, but at least pain and poops, that's a good start. <laughs> yeah. So um, all this goes into your med planning and being prepared to, to do that med coverage wherever you are. Right. Uh, but in garrison, you're still going to have to do that and uh, and make sure you do that cross-training with your team so that they can do it if something happens to you. Right, right. Because we always, as medics, we're always sitting there on the side, not participating in training. So we're always Because we're medics first. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> so you're going to be participating in training. If you've got two medics, one guy can technically be, yeah. but a lot of times you're just out there doing your thing. And, uh, I think this is an appropriate time for a story. So the very first teammate I treated, we were in Jordan doing stress shoots. And I was doing, at this point, I'd already done mine. Yeah. I was doing good medic stuff, suntan ops, sitting in the back suburban. It was wide open. I was just hanging out, just catching some rays. And all of a sudden, my captain, Summer Help, shows up. Yeah. And he had this little spot of blood under his knee. And he goes, hey, Mike, I need to check this out. I'm like racing my head. Oh, my gosh, I'm treating my first teammate ever. So he sits down, I pull up his pant leg, and it hit me. He skinned his knee. So real fast, exactly, my barrel-chest and breeding fighting princess of a captain. So it it rushed in my head, what do I do, what do I do? And I was like, sir, I can put a Band-Aid on it and kiss it, because that's what I do when my daughter scuffs her knee. I was like, get out of my vehicle. And (laughs) for a long time, they thought I was the shittiest medic on the planet. Later that deployment... My team sergeant threw his back out. We were doing a water jump in the Bay of Aqaba with the Jordanians. He pulled his back out, pulling a Jordo into the boat. He doesn't remember a week of his life. He was so gorked out on drugs because his back was jacked up. And that's when they realized, 
If I bring bullshit to Mike, he's going to treat me like a princess, which is never good. If I really mess up, Mike's going to be there 25 hours a day to make sure everything's taken care of. But you got to set those boundaries. Otherwise, yep. they're going to come to you for, for bullshit. Skit knees. Yes. Because they're all princesses. We're all princesses when you take the body armor off. Diving in the Bay of Acapulco. It was horrible. It was horrible. The, tab, the dagger's tip. <laughs> a little oh, there was to, tips involved. Yeah. <laughs> a little Transformers reference. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> all right. So the next section we're going to talk about, the most important. Your fun. My fun. Everybody's fun. Medic's S, favorite job. S1. S1. <laughs> all the admin stuff. So, uh, which you will spend literally yeah. 104% of your time doing. <laughs> so, anything that affects a guy's pay um, is, is going to be that his records, his promotions, all that is, is involved in this. So, the Army just shifted to a new system called IPSA. Mm -hmm. So, IPSA, I P P S A. So, Integrated Personnel and Pay System Army. Army. Of course. Of course. Uh, so they, they just switched to this yesterday. So it probably is broken. Yes. I'm not I'm not an S1 guy anymore. My assumption is that it's still broken. Now, on AKO, there's training you can do to become familiar with the new system and to help your guys because it is all, it takes the unit S1 pretty much out of it. Right. So um, it's probably more of a, a web-based, I'm assuming, because that it, makes sense nowadays. It's yeah. app-based. Oh, so nice. you can download your credentials to your cell phone and access it through there from your cat card yeah. credentials. Um, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, but uh, you know who does? <laughs> Echo. Yeah, hopefully. and I would. I hate telling anybody, any team guy, but specifically medic, take some of your personal time because you're never going to have enough personal time to do extra training to make yourself more <laughs> marketable to the team. Yeah. But you need to. There's a lot of things that we'll talk more about, especially in this category here. So if you can it. help them navigate that system, because pay inquiries, uh, corrections to their ERB, all that stuff is done through the system. They're going to have to log on, and they're going to have to navigate this and type up what's wrong. Yep. And it's going to go weave its way automatically to the approving authority eventually, and, uh, and then hopefully get taken care of. And, and the more correct it is, I'm assuming yeah. just like with any other system, the more correct it is, somebody can just somebody at that level can just go, yes, check, block, go. Yeah. But it's easier to kick it back if there's anything yeah. wrong than just check, block. So. And, and you still have an S1 section. So you can go up there and say, hey, man, I, I, you know, we're having trouble with this or whatever. So get to know the people in the S1, make friends. and uh, Everywhere you go, make friends. Yes, and, and have them help you out. They can, if you can help your guy fix his pay problem, uh, fix his ERB so he can get promoted if he wants. Yeah. Or And back in the day, I would say alcohol is a currency of our people. But I've heard recently that that's maybe not so the answer with everybody. Not with everybody. Find out what the, the currency is that person. They may like bangs. They may like something else. Yeah. They may like some fruity drink or whatever. Everybody likes to bang. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yes, but <laughs> the find out what they yeah, like yeah. and maybe just drop off a couple of bangs. Every time you come up there, have a bang. Yeah. I mean, it's or, a buck and a half out of your pocket yeah. and you will make a friend that will help you in something that that person is trained to do that people just expect you to do. <laughs> so uh, some folks like coffee. And I know I like coffee. Oh, So I like uh, decent coffee. So if there's a coffee I like, and I know this guy's a coffee aficionado, I say, mm -hmm. hey, man. Here's a bag of coffee. I, I tried this out. I, I thought it was really good. Uh, give yeah. it a go, man. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I, can you yeah. help me out? Yeah. You know? And maybe start with the ground up stuff because he may not be a 
floofy coffee guy like me and have my own grinder and grind my stuff. But, you know, until you find out he's going to grind I am a grinder. Yes. <laughs> Fat Sock Medic. Hit me up. We'll date. But. <laughs> wow. That went dark. Quick. <laughs> Back to S1 functions. Yes. So the, Seriously, though, hit me up on Grinder if you need something. I'm sorry. <laughs> so the uh, the other thing is DTS. DTS. So DTS has free training on the DTS site. Defense travel system, yes. So definitely dig into that, get familiar with that. They're going to have to do it themselves, but a lot of times it's just easier if you say, hey, log on to DTS, let me fix your stuff. And get out, yeah. Yeah. And Step aside, got, here's what I'm doing, boom, boom, boom. And I understand in a perfect world, the special forces operator is a self-starter, is a barrel system freedom fighter, is all this yeah. stuff. However, yeah. they may be really good at whatever their MOS is. They all view you as this person. Yeah. This falls under S1, even though it doesn't. They're going to an yeah. individual school, it's them. I did, like you, I found it easier to say, log in, step out of the way. I would knock out all their DTS for whatever training or, yeah. or school or whatever. Yeah. I would log them out, I would log me in, hit my stuff, and it would already be yeah. two levels up for me or get whatever. Get reviewer level certified when you get to your unit, and uh, that's that's going to be a little more value added to, yes. to the team. And uh, But it'll help you as well because yeah. an S1 function, a DTS is, travel orders for the unit going. Yeah. So you're going to know how to do this over and over. And yes, I've tried standing over the shoulder. Yeah. Do this. No, no, not that. Type this in. No, no, not that. Don't Sometimes click that. Oh, just, geez. Just, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back. Ah, yeah. Just get out of the way. Yep. <laughs> but DTS is important. Yeah. So, and yeah, that goes to pay. So, um, let's see. I wrote a note yeah. on mine yeah, that said, ahead. if you're not good, if you're a medic and you're not good at Microsoft Excel, you are doing yourself a disservice yeah. and making your life hard yeah. just because you're lazy. So Take some time, yeah. learn Microsoft Excel. And in the band folder, there's a cheat sheet that gives you a lot of good information yep. on getting good at Excel, doing different things. You want to develop an Excel spreadsheet um, with tabs for everything. Everything. I can't count how many times somebody from the B team or company star major will walk in and say, I need to know how many of your guys are neck vomit, whatever you want to right there. And if I could go seven, 12, I need all. your team's uniform sizes. Done, done. Here you go. My Hat sizes, my boot sizes, yep. uniform sizes. Uh, so all that, their social security numbers, all the schools, when they're when they're due their next physical, when they're due their next language test. So their, their passport, their, passport. their official passport number, their civilian passport expiration date, their civilian yeah. passport number all on an Excel spreadsheet, it's just going to make your life easier. And it was one of those things, like a lot of our stuffs, I think my aid bag was always like something fluid. It was always yeah. constantly working. Yeah. I'd see something else, I'd change it, whatever. My Excel spreadsheet was constantly yeah. changing, and changing, and changing, yeah. and changing and changing and changing. Yeah, you know, I had the company star major one time and goes, I need to know how many, uh, this was a day or two ago, you know, uh, modern army combatives, uh, certified guys you are at what level there are. Yeah. So I made a new, you know, yeah. it just—I knew it, but I had—I didn't have it on the thing. So I added that as another column on my master yep. sheet. Yep, and yep. Whatever. And Again, uh, you're making the team sergeant. Right. You're helping the team sergeant out, so the yeah. team sergeant doesn't have to find guys. Whether that, you know, you can have guys at schools, you have guys out training, whatever, and you're getting all of this stuff done. It's helping the team sergeant out. Anytime you can help the team sergeant out, yeah. that's going to help you out. It's going to make you look value added and stuff. So um, S1 stuff, ERB, uh, we already kind of talked about mm -hmm. that with the, the IPSA system there. Um, uh, do, do, do. Okay, so pre-deployment, 
everybody needs to update their they, they need to update their wills as uh, um, yep their power of attorney that's, that's through Jag. Con- yeah 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 uh, their paws their uh, uh, yeah personal affairs worksheet which is hilarious because yeah. I know I have personally had a lot of fun filling out paw sheets yeah. in the past. And after you fill them out so often, you're just like, I want Chuck Norris. I want Arnold Schwarzenegger to be pallbearers if I yeah, die. Yeah. Are you going to upload the most stupidest picture? And whatever. But, yeah, I want this being played, you know. <laughs> Proof that stuff because when it goes up the group, uh, they're not going to have a sense of humor about that. And no. And it's going to get kicked back. You're going to have to do it again. So read over what. Pretty sure Chuck Norris and Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. are not going to be available to be pallbearers. Yeah. They probably want to. They're busy people. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, make sure all that, your next to kin contact information sheet for your team, um, strip maps to their houses. Yeah. Um, what happens if guy's at school yeah. and something happens and he's a single guy yeah. or married guy and his wife's at home with family yeah. or whatever, and you got to go check on something or, or do something yes. or, or something. You, yeah. You, we're t- yeah, always take care of it. He might be, yeah, hey, hey man, the... Water main or pipe broke at the house. Can somebody go over there and help yeah, my wife? Uh, out? We don't know where you live. You just got yeah, here. Uh, yeah. Bad answer. Yeah. So or you just um, moved. Yeah. Or you know, heaven forbid, somebody dies. Uh, yes, the personal affairs or what is it? Mortuary um, affairs? No, no, no. no the no, people no. that go to the house to notify next to kin of a death. P A C A O C A O. Casually. Casually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Between the two of us, we might get it. Yeah. Well, I always said between me and another medic, we usually make a almost quarter of a medic competent medic. Okay, I'll buy that. Um, but so casualty affairs. So yes, they're going to do the official notification. Mm-hmm. But would it be nice to have whatever teammates show up and provide support to the family? So yeah. those things are important. Uh, keep Agreed. that in mind. Uh, SGLI DD ninety threes is uh, SGLI. I believe is done online now. DD ninety three is still done. Uh, in person, yeah, or vice versa, I something don't remember, like that. But, but I mean, but know that and make sure your guys are squared away. And uh, let me let me dovetail back to what you were talking about when you went to SRC. I would never do SRC, even if I was deploying with the company. I would never do it with the company. Yeah. I made friends with the guy who ran Dryer Fieldhouse back in the day at Fifth Group, and he was an old Fifth Group guy. And I'd say, give me a morning or afternoon where you got nobody showing up. Yeah. I would make sure everybody's done. I would run them through battalion legal, get all their stuff done. We'd go through in and out, start to finish. You know, people driving in and driving out in like 30 minutes. Everybody would be happier. Yeah. If you let the company guys set you up or the battalion guys set you up for every company, everybody's going to be there for hours and hours and hours. It's going to be painful. You make your guys look like a rock star. You're and a rock star. Keep copies of all this stuff. Yes. So they're DD93, SGLI. Have them, if they're doing it electronically or whatever, have them print it out, save a copy, digital copy, whatever, because that guy's going to be gone at a school or something. Hey, I need your whole team's DD-93s. Exactly. Uh, I, this guy's out of date. No, he's not. Here, here, I've got exactly. the date one. I had, I had my backpack full yeah. of stuff. I'd stand at the head of whatever line yeah. they were doing. Everybody come through. They say, his stuff's not their record. I'd pull it out. Here you go. You know, yeah. I'd have all that stuff on hand. So, uh, yeah, the B team will ask for that, you know, time and time again. Yep. And if you can provide that and not have to go to each teammate and get it, uh, you're going to save time. You're going to look competent. Because I don't know about you, but before I actually got to SF, I thought you were going to have 12 Bubba's sitting around all the time for years and years at a time. And after I got there, it is not like that. You know, schools, training, you know, onesies and twosies guys are going to be gone all the time. Guys are going to be PCSing in, PCSing out, all that kind of stuff. They might be on a deployment with another team. Yep. Yeah. They might be out of cycle or whatever. Yep. Um, these things happen. So having uh, everybody's information all the time is only going to be 
make you look good and the team look good. So Always make the team look good. Sorry. I think that pretty much wraps up the S1 portion. I think so, too. And... Uh, yeah, I think we're just sure. rambling there towards you. That's uh, that's a lot of stuff. That's a it lot is. of mileage, a lot of ground to cover. Um, yeah, so day-to-day duties, um, staying on top of that uh, will will keep you and your team straight. Uh, it'll help build like your I, reputation. I feel like I want to try something new. Yeah. Comment in the comments box if you want to add anything new to this. I don't know. Is yeah. that a real thing? Does that really happen? Yeah, sure, I don't man. Know. Yeah. Um, We're not perfect. We're close, but not really perfect. If there's something new yeah. to come out, hit us up. I think everybody has our numbers. Hit yeah. us up, whatever. But and we want to make this better. This is fluid. Yeah. These aren't standalone, chiseled in stone. No, these, these things change. Like I said, the, the Ipsa thing you said yesterday. Yeah. That's it amazing. kicked in yesterday. They shut off everything else yesterday yeah. and started this new system. Yeah. So I'm sure it's going to work smooth as butter. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but help us help you yeah. tell us new stuff. Yes. Yeah. Let us know either in the comments or contact us directly. Um, and I this podcast <laughs> thing is, is new to us. So we're still figuring out. So bear with us. Um, and yeah, that's about all I got for today. Yep, that's all I got. So thanks for tuning in. You guys stay safe, stay fast, stay deadly. And use lots of foot powder and lube. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you next time. Stay sharp.